This was something I, I did probably the first year that I was saved, first year that I became a disciple and following Jesus. And um, it's, uh, I need to get back to it, but I did it for, I did it for a long time. But a lot of this I can do from memory. But, but anyway, um, uh, I've got uh, the prayers of Paul. Paul. Paul would often write in his letters something that he was praying for the churches. And so I thought it would be good to uh, read those prayers tonight, and, and maybe uh, it'll get in your heart to start praying them. Let's begin this way. Let's go with something John wrote. Go with me to 1 John chapter 5. 1 John chapter 5. And um, let's look at verses 14 and 15. He says here, now this is the confidence, the assurance that we have in him, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if we know that he hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we have the petitions we have asked of him. That's a profound statement. John believed that as soon as you begin, as soon as you begin praying and you're praying what pleases the Lord, the word will of God and the word pleasure of God is the same word. It's theoma, and, and if you look it up, what pleases him and his will are the same thing. So he, he created, all things were created for him and by him and by, for his pleasure. And then it talks about the will of God, that it was his will to create all things. And so uh, uh, his will is his want to. His will is what brings him pleasure. And what John saw here is if you pray anything according to his will, so it's not just something that brings you pleasure, it's something that you know brings God pleasure. And he says, if you pray along that line, he hears you. Like God just leans in. If you can picture him sitting on his throne, and he just begins leaning, leaning in to hear what you're praying, to do what you're praying. He doesn't just hear it. He wants to act on it. And John says, if he hears you, it's over. What, you've, what petitions you have, the things you've asked of him, he does it. Someone should be shouting hallelujah. Stop and think about it. If you're praying according to the will of God and he hears you, he does it. Isn't that what it says? So all you have to do is find out what pleases him, what's his will, what's his want to, and pray along that line. It's in a sense you can have all your prayers answered. There's a sense here where he will do what you're praying Rather than just you saying, Lord, tell me what to do and I'll do it. He's saying, tell me, tell me what you want to ha have happen according to my will and it shall be done. It's an amazing verse. It, it should release in us a confidence and assurance in our prayers. I think the biggest reason people don't pray is they, they're not so sure about it. They're not sure how it works. They're not sure if God hears them. They're not sure if he will do it. 
And that hesitation is what causes our prayer life to be lame. So he's saying, if you pray according to his will, he hears you. If he hears you, he'll do it. What an assuring word. Amen? So um, Paul wrote his prayers out for different churches, and these prayers are the will of God because these prayers come from the Holy Spirit. This is right in Scripture, so we know that he will hear these prayers. If we pray them, he will hear them. If he hears them, he will do them. So let's, let's, uh, let's see if we can uh, work on this. Heidi, come on up, if you don't mind, if I put you on the spot. And uh, we'll, we'll have a bunch of you pray here tonight, if you don't mind. But we'll start. I know Heidi's a good reader. So Heidi, uh, this is a prayer that Paul wrote to the Ephesians. Come on up here. He wrote this prayer to the Ephesians. So this is the will of God. This is what pleases God. This is what he inspired. If you begin praying this prayer, he'll do it. So when I was a new Christian, I caught that concept. And so I began praying this prayer like almost every day, and it changed my life. It, it, God started acting on it. He started doing it, and, and uh, it was a game changer for me. So would you mind reading that out of Ephesians 1, 15 to 20? Now, she's going to read slowly enough that you can track it. Uh, if you want to put it on the screen behind me, you can. It's the New King James Version, Ephesians 1, 15 to 20. And Heidi's going to read it slow and deliberate, okay? Therefore I also, after I heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love for all the saints, do not cease to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give to you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him, the eyes of your understanding being enlightened, that you may know what is the hope of his calling, what are the riches of his glory, of his inheritance in the saints, and what is the exceeding greatness of his power toward us who believe, according to the working of his mighty power, which he worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead, and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly places, far above all principality and power and might and dominion, and every name that is named, not only in this age, but also in that which is to come. So it's actually verse 21 then. Okay, I see up there it's a little different. Well, stop and think about that. I mean, that's, hang on, Heidi. That's an amazing prayer that God would... Uh, he would open the eyes of your heart, allow you to see your purpose, allow you to see uh, the power that he's made available, uh, allow you to see the hope of your calling. I mean, it's a profound verse. God, open the eyes of my heart. So I would pray that every day. So I personalized that, uh, and, and I'll, I'll, I'll have Heidi read that as well. So sometimes when you read something in the King James, um, it's, it's, it's stilted. It's written kind of like in legalese. So let's, this is a guy named J.B. Phillips, and he wrote in modern English um, these prayers. So Heidi, if you wouldn't mind reading Phillips' translation. Now listen to this and see, see if you catch anything that you be worthwhile you praying. Since then, I heard of this faith of yours in the Lord Jesus and the practical way in which you are expressing it towards fellow Christians I thank God continually for you, and I never give up praying for you. And this is my prayer, 
that God, the God of our Lord Jesus Christ and the all-glorious Father will give you spiritual wisdom and the insight to know more of him, that you may receive that inner illumination of the Spirit, which will make you realize how great is the hope to which he is calling you, the magnificence and splendor of the inheritance promised to Christians, and how tremendous is the power available to us who believe in God. So uh, what I would do is I'd look it up in different translations, and then, thanks Heidi, then I, I would personalize it. So this is my personalized version that I would pray. Father, I pray that you'd give me a spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of you. I want to know you more. Open the eyes of my heart so that I may know the, what is the hope of my calling and what are the real riches that you have for me that are hidden in the body of Christ. And he did that. Help me to see what you see in me. Show me the miraculous power that's available to us who believe today. Allow me to experience the same power, that same power that you used to raise Jesus from the dead. Well, that's a powerful prayer. God, give me a spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of you. And I just felt like I, my, my whole heart was enlarged and my vision was enlarged and something changed that allowed me to see differently and feel differently. And so I began praying this. I, for years, probably three, three solid years, I would just pray this every day. And sometimes I would look at it and pray it. After a while, I, did, I would just pray it. God, I would put my hand on my heart. God, open the eyes of my heart. Uh, it's interesting that Paul was praying that their spiritual eyes would be open because that's a, that's a game changer. It's not your physical eyes. It's the eyes of your heart. That's where vision is. I don't do well if I don't have fresh vision happening. And so I, I need to pray that regularly. God, I need to see. Open the eyes of my heart. Who else would be willing to read? Anybody be willing to come up and read for me? Grant, come on up, son. So this is in Ephesians as well, chapter 3, verses 14 to 21. For this reason, I bow my knees to the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, for whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named, that he would grant you, according to the riches of his glory, to be strengthened with might through his spirit in the inner man, that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, that you, being rooted and grounded in love, may be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the width and length and depth and height to know the love of Christ, which passes knowledge, that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. Now to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think, according to the power that works within us, to him be glory in the church by Christ Jesus to all generations forever and ever. Amen. Amen. Wow. Let's read it in the Phillips translation. We'll have Grant read it nice and slow in the Phillips translation. When I think of the greatness of this great plan, I fall on my knees before God the Father, for whom, from whom all fatherhood, earthly or heavenly, derives its name. And I pray that out of the glorious riches of his resources, he will enable you to know the strength of the Spirit's inner reinforcement, that Christ may actually live in your hearts by your faith. And I pray that you, firmly fixed 
and love yourselves may be able to grasp with all Christians how wide and deep and long and high is the love of Christ and to know for yourselves that love so far beyond our comprehension. May you be filled with all your, through all your being with God himself. Now, good? Amen. Okay. Yeah, thank you. Well, what a powerful prayer, and I pray that I pray that over people. I pray it for myself that God would strengthen me with might by His Spirit in my inner man, my outer man. Uh, it's it's I can get tired and fatigued just like anybody else. Jesus did as well. He sat down by the well because he was tired. But there's something that happens. There's some kind of dynamite that can happen in your spirit that makes you so that you're physically, you're able just to keep going and do all kinds of things. He was praying for this church that God would strengthen them and also that they would know the love of God. I mean, this is God's will. He wants you to know the love of God. He wants you to know how deep it is, how wide it is, how high it is. That's something that brings him pleasure is that you'd be overwhelmed with the love of God. It's funny, when I know that God loves me, I don't care what people think. I, don't, I, I feel nine foot tall and bulletproof. I just feel like I could do anything when I'm aware of God's love for me. When I lose sight of that love, I don't do as well. And so he was praying this for them. He, uh, let me read my personalized prayer for that. Father, strengthen me with might by your spirit in my inner man. I want Christ to so abide in me that I'll become more rooted and grounded in love and able to comprehend with my heart the width, the length, the depth, the height of his love in a way that I've never been able to fully grasp before. Take me beyond my own limited thinking so that I may be filled with all the fullness of God's love. You're able to do exceedingly abundantly all I, I ask or think because of your miraculous power at work within me. Do it, Lord by and for your glory. Amen? That's a prayer that he wants to answer. Uh, he'll do it. He'll do it if you pray it. The moment you start praying down that line, he leans in, he listens. If he hears you, he'll do it. Can I get someone else to read a prayer? Come on up, Ben. This is Philippians chapter 1, verses 8 to 11. And this I pray, that your love may abound still more and more in knowledge and all discernment, that you may approve the things that are excellent, that you may be sincere and without offense till the day of Christ, being filled with the fruits of righteousness which are by Jesus Christ, to the glory and praise of God. Would you want that? Mm, absolutely. More discernment, being able to see properly. Yes. For God is my witness, how I long for and pursue you all with love in the tender mercy of Christ Jesus himself. In this I pray that your love may abound yet more and more and extend to its fullest development in knowledge and all keen insight, that your love may display itself in greater depth of acquaintance and more comprehensive discernment, so that you may surely learn to sense what is vital and approve and prize what is excellent and of real value, 
recognizing the highest and the best and distinguishing the moral differences and that you may be untainted and pure and unerring and blameless so that with heart sincere and certain and unsullied you may approach the day of Christ, not stumbling nor causing others to stumble. May you abound in and be fulfilled with the fruits of righteousness, of right standing with God and right doing, which come through Jesus Christ, the anointed one, to the honor and praise of God, that his glory may be both manifested and recognized. Thank you, Ben. That's the Amplified Bible. Here's my, my personalized prayer. Lord, I pray that you'd cause your love to grow in me more and more so that it will increase my spiritual knowledge and my ability to discern, perceiving and tasting with my heart the things that are excellent so I can live sincerely without offense until I stand before you on the day. I ask that you fill me with all the fruits of righteousness which come from you, that I may bring, bring glory and honor to your name. Um, he links discernment. He's saying, I'm praying that you would have a, a greater experience with God's love. Out of that, two things will happen. Your discernment will grow. So the more negative, critical, fault-finding you are, the less you're able to discern. The more loving and gracious you are, your discernment actually increases. Your discernment is linked to love. Then he says, he says I want you to be sincere. And, and he uses a word here that's an old, it's a, it's a term right off the street. Sincere is the word sun-judged. And what they would do is you'd go to a market and you'd, you'd want to buy a, uh, um, a clay jar to keep your olives in or to water or something like that. And, and uh, if in handling these clay jars, they'd often get little fine cracks in them. Uh, and so the, the proprietor, the market, the store owner, he would take wax and he would smear it very lightly into the crack so that it would hold water for a little while, but eventually that wax is not going to hold. But so you would take it home, then it would only last a week or so, and you'd find out that it had a crack in it. It would just simply fall apart because the crack was filled with wax. This word here means to be without wax, and it also means to be sun-judged. And so the way you would you'd, you'd take a big clay jar that you're going to buy, and you'd take it outside the tent, and you'd hold it up to the sun, and you'd let the sun shine on it, you turn that jar around because the sun would reveal, the sun would reveal the wax. What God wants us to do is live a life with no, nothing false, nothing, no hypocrisy, that it would be real. You'd have a real Christian life without wax. Amen? Someone else want to read? Can I get someone else to read a section of scripture? Nate, come on up, son. So this is Colossians chapter nine, uh, chapter one, verses nine to eighteen. Okay. For this reason, we also, since the day we heard it, do not cease to pray for you and to ask that you may be filled with the knowledge of His will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding that you may walk worthy of the Lord, 
fully pleasing him, being fruitful in every good work, and increasing in the knowledge of God, strengthened with all might according to his glorious power, for all patience and longsuffering with joy, giving thanks to the Father who has qualified us to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in the light. He has delivered us from the power of darkness and conveyed us in the kingdom of the Son of his love, in whom we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins. He is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn over all creation. For by him all things were created that are in heaven and that are on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or principalities or powers. All things were created through him and for him, and he is before all things, and in him all things consist. And he is the head of the body, the church, who is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, that in all things he may have the preeminence. So, Nate's going to read it from the message translation. Be assured that from the first day we heard of you, we haven't stopped praying for you, asking God to give you wise minds and spirits attuned to his will, and so acquire a thorough understanding of the ways in which God works. We, we pray that you'll live well for the master, making him proud of you as you work hard in his orchard. As you learn more and more how God works, you will learn how to do your work. We pray that you'll have the strength to stick it out over the long haul, not the grim strength of gritting your teeth, but the glory strength God gives. It is the strength that endures the undurable and spills over into joy, thanking the Father who makes us strong enough to take part and everything bright and beautiful that he has for us. God rescued us from the dead-end alleys and dark dungeons. He set us up in the kingdom of the Son he loves so much, the Son who got us out of the pit we were in, got rid of the sins we were doomed to keep repeating. We look at his Son and see the God who cannot be seen. We look at his Son, we look at this Son and see God's original purpose in everything created. For everything absolutely everything above and below, visible and invisible, rank after rank after rank of angels. Everything got started in him and finds its purpose in him. He was there before any of it came into existence and holds it all together right up to this moment. And when it comes to the church, he organizes and holds it together like a head does a body. Uh, there's some powerful things in there. Here's my, my personalized version. Are you okay with us? It's a lot of reading. Are you able to track it? There's some powerful things in here that if you begin praying, he will hear you. If he hears you, he'll do it. It's that simple. Listen to this. Lord, I ask that you fill me with the knowledge of your will, with wisdom and spiritual understanding, so I may walk worthy of you, pleasing you in everything. I want to be fruitful in everything, everything I say and do. Increase my knowledge of you. Strengthen me with all might, Lord, according to your miraculous power that is at work within me, so that I may endure whatever comes my way with hope and cheer. Give me long-suffering, accompanying joy. I want to live uh, a life of thanksgiving towards you, Father, because you've enabled me to be a partaker of the inheritance of the saints of light. You're, you, want, you have wonderfully delivered me from the darkness which once ruled over me and transferred me into the kingdom of your dear son. Thank you 
for redeeming me through your blood and forgiving me of all my sins. As I look to Jesus to help me to see what you're really like, dear Father. I'm sorry. As I look to Jesus to help me to see what you're really like, dear Father. By you, all things were created that are in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, including every level of authority. All things were created through you and for you. Because of you, everything is held together in heaven and earth in my own life. Thank you, Jesus, uh, that you're the head of the body. And I pray that you may have all the preeminence in my church, in my family, and in my life. Amen. Someone want to read another one? We got one right here, short one. I only have a couple more. Come on up. So this is 1 Thessalonians chapter 3, verses 11 to 13. May now our God and Father himself and our Lord Jesus Christ direct our way to you. And may the Lord make you increase and abound in love to one another and to all just as we do to you, so that he may establish your hearts blameless in holiness before our God and Father at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ with all his saints. What thanks for all the joy you have brought us, making us rejoice before God while we pray our most earnest while we pray most earnestly night and day to be allowed to see you again and to mend your faith where it falls short. May our God and Father may our God and Father of the Lord Jesus Christ bring us direct to you. And may the Lord make you love your love mount and overflow towards one another and towards all, as our love does towards you. May he make your hearts firm so that you may be able to stand before our God and Father, holy and faultless. And when our Lord Jesus comes with all those who are his own. Here's the personalized edition. Lord, completely finish whatever is lacking in my faith. Please make me increase and even abound in love towards others, just as you have loved me. Lord, establish my heart and cause me to be blameless so that I can stand before you now and forever with those who've gone ahead of me. So we have one more. Can I get another reader? Anyone named Egg would like a read or anybody? Uh, she's resting. Can I get another reader? Come on up, Hannah. This is Philemon chapter 1. Verses 4 to 7. And Hannah, if you could read it in that translation, New King James. And this is the New International Version. Do you want me to read this one too? I thank God, making mention of you always in my prayers, hearing of your love and faith, which you have toward the Lord Jesus and toward all the saints, that the sharing of your faith may become effective by the acknowledgement of every good thing which is in you in Christ Jesus. For we have great joy and consolation in your love, because the hearts of the saints have been refreshed by you, brother. I thank my God as I remember you in my prayers, because I hear about your faith in the Lord Jesus Christ and your love for all saints. I pray that you might be active in sharing your faith, so that you will have a full understanding of every good thing we have in Christ. Your love has given me great joy and encouragement, because you, brother, have refreshed the hearts of the saints. 
I love this verse. This is in the old 1980 translation of the New King James, or New International Version. It's changed since then, but I love it because uh, he's saying, I'm, I'm praying that you would be active uh, in sharing your faith. Um, so, as you share your faith, so you will have a fuller understanding of all the good things we've been given. I don't think we appreciate what we've been given until we start giving it away. You're talking to someone, you're standing in someone's doorway or in a marketplace, and you're telling them about hope, and you're telling them about peace, and you realize, I just live in such peace, and I have such hope, and as you're sharing with them, you find out they don't have that. And so you begin to appreciate what you have, but you don't really appreciate it until you start giving it away. That's what I, that's what I love about that. Thank you, Father, for allowing me to share my faith with others and to do it effectively. Help me to do it often so that I gain a deeper appreciation of every good thing I've been given in Christ Jesus. Extend your love to others through me so that we're all refreshed at a heart level again and again. Amen? Do you like these prayers? I think, uh, I think they can change our lives. You start praying them, let it work down in your heart. God starts hearing. He starts doing it. Uh, if you write me somehow, text me, email me, um, message me on Facebook or whatever, I'll, I'll send you these, and you can have them on your phone, and you can just keep them as a file and begin praying them and, and trusting the Lord and then watching to see him actually do it. You become stronger in your spirit. You become deeper in, in your love, deeper in your appreciation, deeper in the sense of awareness of your calling, more aware of his power that's toward you, more aware of Jesus being the head of the church, more aware of the riches that he's hidden in the body of Christ. I think it could be a game changer, don't you? Yeah. Well, let's pray tonight. Spend some time in prayer. Whether you like it or not, whether you feel like it or not, sometimes I don't feel like uh, I have to shake off uh, my indifference. And so let's do that tonight. Can we stand together?